kind of like at last like little almost like pudge that women want to so desperately lose but what they're not realizing is that's a big sign for something going on deeper within and it's oftentimes paired with you know a hundred little symptoms whether it's anxiety or depression or pms or heavy periods or headaches or migraines or um, hair loss or acne or eczema or like any little tiny thing that is showing you that your body is under a lot of stress. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with the gorgeous and knowledgeable Jessica Ash, a hormone and PCOS nutritionist. In this episode, we discuss the misconceptions around sugar and why weight gain can be a necessary part of healing your metabolism and fixing your hormones. She also talks about how many women wreck their metabolisms with quick fix restrictive diets and how getting healthy and fixing underlying imbalances must be done first before weight loss will happen. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Everybody and um, welcome back. And I'm so excited to uh, welcome Jessica Ash. She's known on Instagram as Jessica Ash Wellness. And if you follow me or you're in my program, you'll probably know who she is. Um, she's just gorgeous. Look at her beautiful blonde hair. We've just been chatting for the last bloody half an hour just about sugar and, and diets. And I'm just so excited to get you on because there's just not that many women coaches out there who really practice or preach the same message um, that we do. And I just love your page and you are a wealth of knowledge and you put out the most amazing content. So if you don't follow her, make sure you jump on um, and follow her, but I'll just shut up now. And can you just <laughs> maybe give the, the listeners just a brief, um, I guess, overview of like who you are and a bit about your story and your journey. And, you know, you, cause I think you're very qualified to speak about this. You know, you've been, through this whole dieting, you know, it really is a bit of a clusterfuck yeah. world dieting industry. But um, yeah, anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you go. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Um, yeah, like I, I, like most people who are have finally discovered the the amazing land of sugar and um, not not being restricted anymore. I've been through the ringer in regards to diet. Um, my motivation was first like bodybuilding. I was in the personal training industry and I, you know, of course I was gaining weight and I wanted to fix that. And of course the only answer is cut your calories, exercise more, do more cardio, like do your morning cardio fasted. And then, you know, do your strength training workout later. And at the same time I was struggling with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had autoimmune issues going on. And I was recovering from the hormonal just junk that was hormonal birth control. And so all of those factors were kind of playing in my life. And I was just going down the rabbit hole of dieting deeper and deeper. So I was intermittent fasting, I was doing low carb, um, I was paleo, and then I went eventually like keto. And all the while I was like becoming certified as a nutritionist and working as like a low carb, you know, low glycemic nutritionist. And kind of seeing that a lot of my clients were getting better in some ways, but then getting worse in others. They were, you know, getting adrenal issues. They were losing their hair. Um, maybe they couldn't sleep at night and they were, you know, seeing their cycle kind of not 
completely get better. And so it kind of like sparked my like, why is this happening? I'm supposedly like practicing what I preach and I'm not feeling that great. My energy is not that great. My thyroid levels aren't that great. And then on top of it, like I'm seeing that in my clients on an everyday basis and I'm doing everything by the book. And so are they. And so that's really what led me to discover like Danny Roddy and Ray Pede and just really this whole community of people who are like pro sugar, pro nutrition, um, pro food, really, as it comes down to it, like eat more, eat better and just eat real food. Oh, isn't it? We were just talking about because um, she was telling me, Jessica told me a story and talking about Danny. And we, I was just saying, telling her how all the women in our program think Danny's just so cute. We, I just, we, I love Danny Roddy. We have been subscribing to his um, Patreon really since we opened the gym and we've become friends with him. He's just such a good, lovely guy, you know? Yeah, um, it's so waxed and chill and so handsome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is. <laughs> so handsome. Everyone's like, oh, get him on the, on the, on the, on the more podcast, Kitty, on the show so we can look at him. Um and so how, how long, Jess, like when you initially first started, um, you know, like listening to Danny and, and reading about Ray's work and, you know, you started implementing a lot of the concepts because really it's, I feel like everything that they teach is against, is against what the fitness industry preaches. So like, what did you struggle with the most? <laughs> Yeah. So when I first started digging into everything, I'm always the type of person that's going to like just listen and hear other people's points of view. And then I can kind of be like, oh, this is BS or like, oh, no, this actually makes sense scientifically. And I was already very into hormones. Like I'd studied hormones for years and years and years. So I understand hormones to a point, but stuff wasn't clicking for me because I was like, if this is true, then why are carbs bad? Or, you know, certain things just didn't click. And so when I discovered Danny Roddy, I was kind of like, this stuff is weird. Like, this is out there, you know, like, what the heck? I read all the blogs on his website because I was struggling with hair loss at the time because I wasn't eating any carbs. And uh, I was like, this guy's weird. Like, what the heck is going on? And then he started mentioning Ray Pete. And I was like, who's Ray Pete? So I, you know, go over to Ray Pete's website and I read all his articles. I remember like binging them in two days and just like I was highlighting things. I was like checking resources and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it finally just boom, made sense to me completely. And I dug into everything, like anyone that Ray Pete mentioned in his articles, I went and read their books, uh, studied them as well, like Consellier and Dr. Katharina Dalton, like everybody that I could get my hands on. And it was just my whole world had opened up. But I still couldn't, just because I knew now carbs were essential, I could not get over the fact that like sugar was bad. And so for me, like the poofas were easy. The greens were easy. The cruciferous vegetables, easy, like bye-bye, you know, <laughs> but it was like the sugar. It was just like, I, I only was eating like whole fruit. I couldn't do juices yet. It was just like, oh my gosh, diabetes, you know? And then it was like, um, like starches and stuff like that. And I, I had already been like gluten-free and dairy-free for like five years. So it was just like hard to wrap my head around the dairy. And it was super hard to wrap my head around like just carbs in general. So I slowly just implemented fruit and then root vegetables because that was like my comfort zone. And over time, like dairy was Im implemented. And eventually, like I was all systems ahead on sugar. And it was, well, you know, like it only benefited me. It didn't hurt me at all. And, you know, I think like it's so funny. I did a live in our challenge today. Vic's like, can you just talk about sugar? Um, and I think 
you know, I remember what it was like too prior to finding Emma and Ray's work and all the people that you spoke about. I was like the antichrist, you know, like I was the same. Like I would argue black and blue with my friends about sugar. But then on the weekend I'd like go and smash 10 packs of biscuits and ice cream because I was craving so much. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like how you so – I feel like women are so brainwashed, you know, and if you'd actually asked who back then – well, why is sugar bag, Kitty? You know, like people say it causes cancer and diabetes. I didn't actually know. Like I think there's a lot of women, you know, you were obviously a bit more educated than the rest of us, I think, because you were studying nutrition, even though you're getting taught the wrong stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. That Women like really, like if you're you're thinking that sugar is bad for you, think critically, like do your research, you know, like you, you, most women I don't think, actually know why they're just so used to the media and everyone telling them sugar's bad sugar's bad sugar's bad right right sugar's inflammatory like Mm. i don't even remember being taught why sugar is bad i think like the the most scientific it ever got was that well sugar spikes your insulin and insulin Mm. can be bad and it's like well yeah elevated insulin can be a problem but insulin has a purpose it's to Mm. let glucose into the cell so if your cells are sensitive to insulin which requires like magnesium and saturated fats and things like that then it's no problem. It's, it's when the cells resistant to insulin. So even like the scientific reasonings behind that I learned that sugar was bad just didn't hold up when exposed to all the research. But most of the time I was being taught, you know, and, and I'll be honest, like a lot of times we're looking at people on Instagram or people on YouTube or whatever the people we're looking up to and they're putting stevia in their coffee and then people are asking them like, why are you using stevia? And they're like, oh, sugar's bad. And then you're like, oh my gosh, sugar's bad. And so you implement stevia and then you don't, you know, you start to look for stevia on products and you don't do sugar. And then eventually it just becomes like this almost belief system of yours, but mm-hmm. it's never really has any type of foundation or even if it does, it's very weak and kind of, it, it's not steady. Mm, I think you're right. You know, like there's so many big influence out influences like fitness models, um, you know, and you see them on Facebook, like I'll be scrolling through and, you know, well, one, they're young, younger, like than me, yeah. anyway. like I'm nearly 40, but you know, they're lean and so lean and they look so amazing, but they probably had some Botox and fillers and shit. And, you know, like I was watching this one woman and her breakfast was like this oat milk smoothie with greens powder and some blueberries and, you know, like her diet was pretty much sugar free and you can see why women would go, well, she looks amazing you know, I guess that I should cut it. I should eat the oat milk. I should eat the greens, you know, but you don't know what they, just because they look good on the outside doesn't mean that they're healthy, you know, like, and, and I I mean, yeah, yeah. That too. Their periods are probably a mess. They don't sleep. They probably binge eat. They don't tell you about it, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they have anxiety. They're a wreck, like they're emotional wrecks. I I notice a lot of times these people go through like these dramatic breakups and they're just emotionally like they're crying on camera and they're just acting crazy. Like they comment back to people that are just so triggered. And like that just alone to me is like, you know, your your personality is shifted when you eat sugar. I know for me, I was very high strung, very just like anxiety driven. And now like, I mean, I'm still a type A, like go, go, go type person but things do not bother me how they used to. They can roll off my back, no problem. And I'm just looking at how people are just interacting with each other. And I'm noticing like, they just tend to be like very aggressive. And even like the tone in which they talk where they write, like, I'm just like, oh, like you're angry. Like you need some Coke, you know? <laughs> like, like get some Coca-Cola, please. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so that's like something I noticed. Like when the women like, I'm like yeah. the nasty yeah. things on my ads. And look, even though I eat a lot of sugar, I still get it sometimes. It's like, oh, here we go again. But you know, I, I just often think like they just need some more sugar. You know, like they just need a bit more food. They'll probably not be so angry all the time. But yeah, we notice it with women in our program as well. Like I think it just allows you to cope better, and you just you can be rational. You're not so emotional. Yes. You're so unbalanced, you know. Um, right. But, yeah, guys, like just don't, you know, do eat more sugar. Go and read my friend's blog, Emma. Emma, you know Emma, the nutrition coach. She's got a great blog um, called Yes, yeah. Fruit and other – you've probably read it yourself, Other Fruit and Other Non-Complex um, Carbohydrates. And that, for me, was – I remember reading that thinking, like you with Ray's right. work. I was like, oh my God, like all these light bulbs were going off for me. And I just thought, this is it. I found the Holy Grail. Like I'm going to be, going to be free. But let's, um, one of the right, things I wanted right. to talk about, um, I'm sorry, I think the internet's a little bit, our internet's a little bit, it's freezing, but um, is let's talk about when you're on this journey and you're healing your metabolism and you're trying to, you know, fix all your hormonal issues, let's talk about weight gain. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's a real like women come into our program too. And if they've got a lot of metabolic issues, they've been dieting for a long time, you know, often they will need to gain weight, not always. Um, and let's talk about why the body actually needs that in order to heal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like most, especially at least for me, like my experience was when I discovered this, I was a, a mess. Like I was a digestive mess. My hair was falling out. And even though I was lean on the outside, like I looked great. I, I was so they're not feeling good or they're having a hard time losing kilos, but it's kind of like that, just that, that last like little, almost like pudge that women want to so desperately lose. But what they're not realizing is that's a big sign for something going on deeper within. And it's oftentimes paired with, you know, a hundred little symptoms, whether it's anxiety or depression or PMS or heavy periods or headaches or migraines or um, hair loss or acne or eczema or like any little tiny thing that is showing you that your body is under a lot of stress. And oftentimes we're stuck in this kind of fight or flight or survival mode. And then we're pairing yo-yo dieting with that. So we're under eating. We're not providing our body with the foundational amounts of fuel it needs. We're not providing our body with consistent, regular fuelings. A lot of women are maybe eating two meals a day. They're intermittent fasting, skipping breakfast, drinking coffee on an empty stomach when they cannot tolerate it. And so they're just depleted. They're ending the day depleted. And then they're going, you know, 10 hours without eating or whatever, 12 hours, because they're trying to like, whatever it's called, internet fast or time restricted eating. And then they're like going into the next day depleted. You're starting your day off stressed. And then women are doing like fasted cardio with just coffee in their system. And it's just like, hey, we're starting the day with stress again. And so each day we're kind of taking from our metabolic bank account and we're starting with a little less than what we had before the day before. And eventually we've taken so much from our bank account that we're, you know, 10 years down the line and we're broke. We're metabolically broke. And now to rebuild that bank account, 
before we can ever start to move things to savings or move things to our retirement. Like we can't do that until we actually just put money back in that bank account. And so a lot of women don't recognize that weight gain is not automatically bad. I think in our society, in our culture, it's like weight gain is bad. Like if you can't fit into your you're a failure. That's just not true to your body, which is this kind of being that is obsessed with production and obsessed with making sure there's always safety provided for both you and your possible offspring. You know, fat is just stored fuel for later. And in a famine or in a time when like there would be scarcity, like winter time, you know, a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago, your body like that that is so valuable and it's protecting your vital organs. Oftentimes it's around your belly. You know, that's where your reproductive organs are, your most vital organs. And so it's just remembering that fat serves a purpose. And if we are so metabolically um, depleted, fat needs to be gained. We're very primed to put on fat for safety, but once our body feels safe and it has kind of enough of that like safety blanket, it can start to actually, we can start to move things to like that savings account or that retirement account. And we can start to maybe manipulate our macronutrients or manipulate our training at training in or manipulate lifestyle stuff so that we can start to maybe work on losing that extra stored energy or fat. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, so many, and we, oh, and I get it, you know, like no one wants to gain weight. Like it's a really yeah. hard, like I, I actually weigh more now then when I started this, like I was like my sort of when I used to I'd sit around 62 kilos and now I weigh like 68 kilos. So I'm heavier, heavy, quite a lot heavier, um, right. you know, and I feel heaps better. I mean, I've obviously got more muscle too, but yeah, I think, and, and you have to think about it long term, you know, like you can put the work in now and spend a year to 18 months just repairing your body and the fat will eventually come off if you be consistent. Um, right. But it's like, you know, you would get the same thing with women in your program too. You know, they just, it is, I guess so if you keep going back to doing the same thing, you'll always get the same result. Like, you know, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, you know, like you've done all the diets like us, you know, you've proven to yourself that it doesn't work. Um, but if you invest in this eating this way and, you know, looking at it, taking more longer term approach, you'll, you'll be free. Hey, Jess like free forever. Yeah. 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 There's freedom and it's not exhausting. Like I know there are women that have admitted to me, like I've gained so much weight that I just want to go back to being low carb. Like that at least I lost weight on that. But what happened is they couldn't, they couldn't keep that off. I mean, hell I was, you know, binging on Hagen dazs every single night. Like I was saying, Oh, I'm not eating any carbs, but then I'm like eating a whole pint of ice cream before I go to bed so I could sleep through the night. And then I do it all over again. It was like this calling my name, you know? And that's the thing is like a lot of women don't realize they're enslaved by food. Like I feel empowered about my food. I don't feel like food controls me anymore. But I remember there was like five to 10 years where I felt like food constantly controlled me. I could not control myself around food. Whenever I had carbs in front of me or ice cream in front of me, it was just like I could not stop eating it. And that isn't like the definition of a body that's just undernourished. It's not getting what it needs. 
And so your body's having to override your brain because your brain's telling you, stop, stop, stop. But your body's like, I need this. I need these calories. I need this energy. And so really when it comes down to it, it's just this kind of like really vicious cycle where you think you're being like super disciplined, but at the end of the day, you're just binging. I mean, it's always going to be followed by a binge. Always, you know, you can only ignore the biological response of your body for so long, like the willpower. Um, And I think, you know, if you're someone who's new to this or new to us, it, you you might be sitting there thinking, because I remember what it was like, I was like, I can never, ever not think about food. Like, it's hard to imagine what this is like to actually... And even, even, you know, like sometimes now I'm amazed, like I, you know, will eat more. Some days I'll eat a lot of food, like a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs. And I think, oh, like it's really quite amazing that I can eat so much food and not gain any body fat. Like, and I'm I'm really in tune with my body, probably like you are too. You know, I'll have days where I feel more hungry, so I eat more. And other days where I don't feel, and my weight stays the same. So it really shows you that your body has these it's it's built into you like listen to the cues and once you understand yeah. things and you you eat food and then you're like oh you jump on the scales like oh i haven't gained weight you know yeah. like prove you can right. slowly over time prove to yourself and move away from that oh, i've got to under eat all the time to lose weight to maintain my weight and it it, it, it is possible it totally is possible you can be free you've just got to put the work in you know um and right. i think you, you probably agree with this you know in our programs like when we say put the work in it's putting the work into changing and your old beliefs and eating more consistently you know um eating to fuel your body um and i know it can be hard to believe when you're sitting here thinking well i'll never ever be free but you can be free you can be totally yeah absolutely Yeah. And it's really about starting to see food. Like, first of all, we have to accept that our body's not our enemy. Like we're not at war with our body. If we're doing practices that feel like it's a constant fight or a constant war, or it's like, you know, you just feel exhausted because you're constantly fighting your biology, you're going to never get to where you want to go. So it's almost like we have to first accept it's, we're not at war with our body. We're got to work with our body. If we want to be truly free, like we've got to start working with our biology and with our body. The second thing is if we're going to accept that fact, then we now need to accept that food is not an enemy, but is a tool. It's a tool to lower stress. Like our, we live in this very stressful modern world where we'll go, 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 go. We have, you know, whatever it is like relationships and uh, our careers and kids and all these things, financial stressors. And so our body is exposed to so much stress and our number one tool to reduce that stress is food. And so food is not the enemy. Food is a tool. And so if we're pro-body, we also have to be pro-food. And so once we start to see food as a tool to really lower stress and increase our metabolism, we really stop being afraid of food or stop having this like weird relationship with it because now we just understand like we do need to eat. There's no taboo about food. There's no taboo about enjoying your food. I still remember, I don't know about you, but like I used to feel ashamed of enjoying my food. Like, it was almost like the grosser my food was, like the more sludgy my green smoothie was, like the more disciplined I was. Like, oh God, this tastes like such shit. Like, yes, yeah. like I, I made it. You know what I mean? Like I can drink this sludge and like choke it down. Yes, like I've made and I'm like, I look back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, my body was literally like gagging that back <laughs> out. Like I did not, it did not want me to eat that. It was telling me like using the taste buds that I was given that this is not working out. And so it's just interesting, like how your perspective shifts over time. 
as you see fuel or food as a way to really like fuel better sleep. You know, when you start to sleep better at night, it's amazing. Like it changes your whole day. It changes your whole mood. When you stop like feeling hangry all day and like going into every meal, just like I'm starving, like ah, I'm going to eat everything in sight. Like it's empowering. You don't feel like food controls you anymore and you have a better mood. You know, when your periods don't suck, like it feels good. It, it, it adds to your kind of like your happiness bank account. And so as we focus on how we're feeling and how that's really shifting because of our food, then eventually, you know, the aesthetic changes become not as important, but mm-hmm. they, beca- they are a product of what we're doing day in and day out. So our consistency will lead to our body changing. It's just inevitable. It just takes time and consistency. Mm, and you nailed it. There's in that time and consistency. And you're right. We say that all the time in, into women, our program, just show up every day, focus on the 1%, those, eat the carrot salad, fuel your body, you know, eat consistently. And you're right. It, 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 everyone wants the outside to change first, but it's the thing that's going to change right. last. But when it right. changes, it's so easy to say sustain and you don't have to do any more dumb diets and you can eat more food and not gain body fat um, and it's just a really, yeah, you, 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 I think you really nailed it there. Like you just feel happier. Like it's hard to describe to people. I think when they're first starting, I'm like, you just, you wake up every day and you feel good and you feel happy after you've had a good sleep and you're not having to like starve yourself and you get to like, I look forward to, you know, you see these people right on fucking Instagram, like, Oh, you know, you don't have to enjoy every meal. Like, you know, you just, ha- I'm like, really? Yeah. I, I fucking enjoy every meal. <laughs> like. I don't get it that I think, oh, I don't really like this. Every day, like, I'm like, well, after I get off here for you, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go have my fudge with my coffee and my milk. And then I've got these amazing meatballs I'm going to have with cheese, with fruit. Like, every meal, I'm like, oh, this, I'm so excited <laughs> about food. Right, right. And it should be. Like, that's what our body is kind of like trained to be attracted to the food that is good for us and the most Mm -hmm. nutrient dense like all the foods that we're told are so bad are actually foods that are so traditionally like nutrient dense that we pretty much thrived on fruits um dairy uh meats broths um i'm trying to think of what else like root vegetables i guess in in smaller amounts but that's pretty much like the majority of like what is really good food mm-hmm. and everything else is kind of like what our body would be attracted to if there was nothing else available. Things like, you know, tons of vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, nuts and seeds. Those are types of foods that are like more scarcity foods or winter foods. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why they don't sound as appealing to us. Like mm-hmm. when you're fully nourished with all these like really good, delicious foods, they don't, to me, like almond butter sounds disgusting. Like it makes me want to <sighs> gag, you know? So that's just me personally. <laughs> I think, um, you know, like often also, and I think this, this really helped me, like when I was working with Emma, is like your taste buds. And, and like you said, like what is it that actually tastes nice? When, when you think about like why would your body crave something that's poisonous? Like people say sugar is poison. So why would your body crave poison? It just doesn't make sense. Like what tastes nice? Beautiful ripe tropical fruit, hot potato with butter and salt, you know, Raw yep. broccoli doesn't taste very nice. It tastes bitter, bitter. And what's bitter? Poison. You know, like that's to me right. signaling that this isn't going to be really good for you. So when you, when I think about it like that, I'm like, oh, that actually makes so much sense. And once you get really in tune with your body and your cues and flavors and tastes, I think, like, don't worry about like drown out all the other crap. Like, right? You know, the the green vet. Like, who <laughs> who binges on broccoli? 
Like when you have a binge, I feel that one client, I say to them, so when you have a binge, what do you, I love broccoli, Kitty. I'm like, you don't. You don't. You just think, <laughs> like, when you go and have a binge, do you go, right. oh, you've done five kilos of broccoli? They're like, no, I don't. I'm right, sure right. Wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, on the flip side, like, people always say, like, you're addicted to sugar. Like, you need to sugar <laughs> detox. But I'm like, when you have a binge, like, do you go and just, like, pick up a five-pound bag of sugar at the store, like, white sugar, and you're just, like, pouring <laughs> white sugar down your throat? Like, no, like that's the last thing I would eat. I wouldn't even want to eat like a tablespoon of sugar. I would probably be binging on like breads and pastries and donuts and chips and things like that. And I'm like, what's in those foods that my body's needing so badly? Calories and energy, carbohydrates. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it just, when you actually look at like the facts, it's like, you're not going to binge on broccoli. You're also not going to binge on white sugar. But it really, like, to me goes back to just, like, looking at how you felt when you were a child. Like, I still remember, like, I would, like, go, 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 wake up with energy and then, like, crash when I, like, went to sleep. And I would, like, wake up the next second, like, oh, my gosh, I just slept for eight hours. And then I'd do it again, you know? And, like, what do what are kids naturally attracted to? Like, I always pay attention to this because it's interesting. Like, they hate eating vegetables, right? Like, you have to force them down their throat. They love sugary things like popsicles, anything with sugar is like, give it to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fruit, milk, like everything that we know is like metabolic for metabolically active people. That's what kids are naturally attracted to. So I would say like, when in doubt, just watch what a kid wants to eat, not what their parents force them to eat Mm -hmm. and see like what they're eating. Cause that's really what, you know, a metabolically stable person is going to be attracted to. Mm, that's so true because kids too aren't conditioned with all the bullshit health food crap you know they just think it tastes good yeah right yeah i'm like if i ever have kids they're gonna be so lucky they're never gonna have to eat green vegetables or any of the dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> to make me sit there and eat my fucking green vegetables at the table i always joke with my sister i'm like when louie comes and stays with us he can just eat ice cream all the time and <laughs> have to eat green vegetables and stuff. that's so cute and he's like yes like <laughs> i love honey kitty it's the best um but i think you made a really good point there about the sugar is that you know like i have people go oh but i cut all this sugar out of my diet i'm like yeah but what were you eating like you say you weren't just eating tablespoons of white sugar you were eating pastries cakes like i used to eat these biscuits from woolworths they were like made by woolworths and they would just be full of vegetable oils and starches right. and crap and it's like it's not the sugar it's everything else that's with it so yeah yeah like that sugar movie did you watch that sugar movie with that guy damon did you ever watch that no i didn't oh it's just stupid but like you look at his diet and it's like he eats sugar He, he aims to get a certain amount of teaspoons of sugar in a day but it's all within like packaged you know like muesli bars and cereals yeah. and stuff and he develops all like, he's puts on weight and he gets fatty liver disease and i'm like so right. i just did this comparison of like the sugar in his diet compared to the sugar that danny i remember at the time danny and craig so thought, oh, we'll just compare males to male males and they ate far more sugar but didn't have any of the issues that he had because they were eating fruit right and juice and you know i think that's a really mi- key missing link that people that they miss they just completely miss yeah. And the link like to me is always the polyunsaturated fats and just mm. the junk in those mm. foods. Like they're being, they're, they're, you know, starchy carbs and, and refined flour is very different than getting carbohydrates from fruit. Like not all carbs are created equal. Mm. And so, you know, to say that like, oh, well I eat sugar and carbs and you're getting it from, you know, 
processed packaged foods, like that's a completely different factor because there's other factors in there, like mm. polyunsaturated fats and whatever additives they're putting in those foods. Like they're not controlling the ingredients. They're, they're looking to put the cheapest thing available in there. And then we're taking these cheap ingredients and shoving them in our body. Um, and we're then blaming the sugar. And I'm like, eh, it's probably all the other things in there that, that are the problem. I mean, like, look at us. We, I'd say the majority of my carbs, apart from the potatoes eat at night, come from sh- simple sugars. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. My whole diet. You know, I don't have diabetes, not overweight, don't have fatty no. disease. Yeah. And when I was eating low carb, I was very insulin resistant. Like my insulin resistance was getting worse and worse. And like I was almost pre, I was pre-diabetic at a, at a point. And I kept wondering like, why is my blood glucose so high in the morning? Like what's going on? I'm not eating any sugar. Like mm-hmm. I have blood glucose of 120 and I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And mm-hmm. eventually when I actually implemented, I was like, well, I was terrified to put carbs back in my diet. But when I actually started putting like fruits and simple sugars back into my diet, my glucose level came down and my insulin resistance slowly resolved itself um, because I wasn't, I was now not, you know, eating tons of fatty fish and nuts and seeds and all these polyunsaturated fats. And on top of it, I was getting my carbohydrates, not from a, a ton of starches, like sweet potatoes and things like that, maybe a little bit, but mostly from fruits and uh, simple sugars, like um, just adding like sugar to my coffee or coconut sugar or honey to things, things like that. And it's really interesting because that's the only thing that resolved my blood sugar issues personally. Mm. And just before we finish, because I know we've sort of deviated a bit from the talking about the weight gain, because that's how my brain works. It's like, Craig's like, you're a pinball kitty. There's a million things going on in your brain at once. Because <laughs> I just really feel like it's a topic that women just need help with. And, you know, so you and I were talking about, you know, like, because you work with women who have pretty bad, messed up hormones, PCOS, endometriosis. Um, do you work right. with, um, um, cause you're 25, um, younger women, do you attract younger women or do you attract women of all ages in your program? I would say women of all ages, like mm-hmm. younger women. Yes. But like middle-aged thirties, forties, even fifties mm-hmm. are pretty much pretty common for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, it's really good that like, if you're young and you can catch this now, like I think to myself, Oh, I wish I'd done this in my twenties. You know, it took me till I was yeah. mid thirties to find it. But, um, you know, what advice would you give to women? Like how, how can you help them with their mindset around this weight gain? Cause we said it's quite common, you know, like, and a lot of women need to gain weight so that they can, yeah. you know, like, how do you help women? I don't know. Just, it's like, an ex- I don't even know how to articulate myself here, but it's like acceptance or, you know, how do you, what would advice yeah. would you give a woman who was just starting this journey and, Yeah, I I would say like, understand that your body, like, what is your body for? It's kind of this vehicle that we have to pursue what we want to pursue in life. It's this the only vehicle that we have to get through our life. And so really, at the end of the day, like, is it truly, does it truly matter how that vehicle looks? Or does it matter how it works and how it feels? Of course, we want both. But the most important thing is getting through our day with energy and getting good sleep at night and not having horrible digestive issues that wreck our whole life and not having horrible brain fog that we can't focus on the task at hand and not being so irritable that we snap at our children. You know, like we could go on and on and on and say our quality of life is so much more important and focusing on the quality of life before we focus on our aesthetics 
is kind of the proper steps because as we focus on how our body functions we begin to realize that that's so much more important than how it looks yeah it's nice to have your body look good but if it's functioning well it's inevitable for it to eventually start to look good you know but if it's not functioning well you're going to constantly be at a fight to make it look good because it's almost like dressing up and putting makeup on um a cow like it's still a cow at the end of the day or a pig you know and it's like at the end of the day like if your skin's not looking healthy and your hair's not looking healthy and you know your digestion you're not getting waste out of your body um quick quickly that stuff is just sitting there uh you're 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 not going to be able to look healthy how you want to Ever. You're never going to look how you want to look because your insides are not going to reflect onto your outsides or your insides are going to reflect on your outsides. So if you want a healthy, vibrant, um, very like well put together outside, the inside is going to be the first step because that's going to be reflected on the outside. So for a lot of women who are focusing on their outer appearance first, it's almost just remembering that outer appearance means nothing if the inside is, you know, rotting, decaying, aging quickly. Like it's never going to be exactly what you want until you get the inside kind of handled. And if you've been, you know, somebody who has been really like going against your biology for 10 or 15 years, let's say we've been yo-yo dieting and restricting calories and kind of doing this restrict binge cycle at the end of the day, like 15 years of that takes its toll. And so what's one year of allowing our body to finally have what it wants, which is just safety. That's all the body wants. It just wants to feel safe. It just wants to feel fed consistently, regularly, and not feel like it's in a period of restriction or famine and then a period of abundance. Like it just wants safety and consistency. What's one year of that to never have to worry about this binge restrict cycle ever again? If you can give your body safety for one year, even if that means putting on some some weight uh and then it's for the rest of your life it's easy to keep that weight off what's one year you know so just really like kind of keeping things in perspective if you've been in that kind of exhausting binge restrict or yo-yo dieting cycle for 10 15 years or even five years you know how exhausting it is like we've both been there and i'm sure so many women listening have been there that's exhausting. And if it just took like a year of not being at the exact weight that you wanted to get out of that cycle forever, I think for most people, if they put it in perspective like that, it is worth it for them. Mm. I think too, like when you, and I get it, like everyone wants to like say look better, but when you build that base and that foundation that in the long term, it's just, it's easy. It becomes easy. Um, but once you eat more food and you sleep better, I think you just, all of a sudden you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I've actually can, I can manage this. Like you don't, you stop, you're not so critical of your body anymore and you you value feeling good over like looking a certain way and then I think you just become more patient anyway you're like okay cool kitty says this is gonna take me two years I'm cool with that because I feel better and I'm sleeping and I'm just more balanced um and you know with consistency over time you know it it, you can change your body but you can't do it if you keep cutting the corners (laughs) like it's just you've just got to put that work in you know um and I, I mean, I look at women in our program have had some incredible transformations. Like you'll find that you actually end up eating more food. Like yeah. in our oh, program, yeah. for the women that are really consistent, we increase their calories as they lose body fat, not decrease. Whereas most other diets, as you get leaner, they 
cut calories. You know, I remember that. Like I'd do these dumb right. diets. So like, oh, you're going to get less this week, kitty. But yeah, it's just, it's totally worth it. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like it's just, you've just, if you can do this and, and change your mindset and go all in and commit to the long game, like it'll, it's, it literally is life changing. Like, because and Jess probably you'll agree with me on this is like once you because I feel like you I was so obsessed with food like it's all I thought about I thought about how I looked every day I didn't sleep properly I was just miserable and I couldn't live my best life you know and once I found this and I I became happier in myself like now I've got this amazing business and I'm doing what I love and I found the man that I love. And, you know, I never would have attracted those things in my, into my life if I was still the old me. So it's, it, it, it really is, yes, you're going to feel better and sleep and eventually you, you'll, you know, look better, but it's, it's the flow on effect into the other areas of your life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Would you agree yeah, with amazing. that? Oh Yeah. And I would also say, like, for a lot of people asking the hard question, like, why is it so terrifying for you to gain weight? You know, it, usually it's about 20, you know, I would say like 20-ish pounds, which I don't know what that is in kilos. But, you know, it's like, why is it, why is it so terrifying to gain that weight? For me, the, the only thing that helped my relationship with my body and food was to gain that weight. I had to gain about 15 to 20 pounds to heal and to get my period regulated and to get my anxiety gone and to get just feeling amazing again. And I, that was like my worst fear because as a bodybuilder and like someone who had been obsessed with being lean for so long, it was like my worst fear in the world. And when I ended up gaining that weight, it was just like, I had to come to terms with, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Just because I don't look how I necessarily would love to look, I feel so amazing. And I honestly, it really broke up that like really disordered relationship with my body because I started to realize like, oh, I just, I look just as good as I did 20 pounds ago. Like it's not that big of a deal and feeling better is so much more important. Like I'm nicer to my family nicer to my partner. Um, you know, I'm more balanced. Like everything doesn't feel like it's just going to be the end of the world. You know, like I'm living such a better life than I was six months ago to a year ago. And it took me 15 pounds to get to that point and mm. took me that healing to get to that point. And so that is something that I had to face personally is like, I had to gain weight to get to where I am today to this mindset that is like, I'm so detached from how my body looks. And I know that how I function is, is so much more important than how I look. And it took me that to really like break my vicious cycle. Like I would still be in that relationship with my body. If I hadn't gained the 15 to 20 pounds, I would still be guided by how I look, make decisions only based on how I look. And that was just such a miserable kind of lonely, like place to be. So I just kind of like remind myself, like, actually, I'm so glad that I just let myself gain the weight because it was, uh, it broke my disordered relationship with my body. I think another thing women too, too is, um, and I used to like this is I would always exercise to, it's like punishment and trying yes. to burn off the food that I ate. So like, I didn't really ever get into like proper strength training until I met Craig, but prior to that, I'd just go to the gym every day, do an hour of cardio and just do an hour of like random just weights fasted yeah of course right on a sunday after i'd had a big binge um whereas you know like now like i just i love strength training like it's just and i'm not saying that like i recommend strength training i'm sure you do too but i think if you don't like strength training just do movement that you enjoy you know like right 
like Emma, my business partner, she doesn't do heavy strength training. You know, she's just not that into it. Um, she right. just does like some band work and she does stuff with her kids and she gets out and walks in the sun, you know, like, but I think whatever training that you do train, like I really love, I just, I find it so empowering. I love the technique and the, you know, the skill acquisition and it's just really challenging for me. But I think, you know, if you're a woman, you've got to like do training that you enjoy, not for punishment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost as a play, like it's your play time. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to eat well, we're supposed to live well, and we're supposed to play well. Like part mm-hmm. of a good life is to play, whether the playground is your gym, whether the playground is the outdoors, like we need to never lose that sense of just going out and doing something because we enjoy it or doing something because it's challenging and it's fun. Like just, that's what it is. It's fun. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. Play is important for health. Well, and what do you do now for your training? Um, I strength train. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm like definitely venturing more into like functional training techniques. Mm -hmm. So things that go a little bit more with my like gait cycle, trigger pointing, but I definitely do a lot of strength training as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's um yeah, I've got friends who like Olympic lifting and like same like other more functional stuff. I don't know, I just like power not it's not power lifting, but like you know when you find something and you just like I just love this. Like Yeah. I've actually, yeah. I've actually only been training two days a week for the last probably three usually I'll train three days, but two days, but really just Amazing. listening to my body and just, you know, I think more is not necessarily better. And I think that that's a lot of women. No. You just like less. I'm in the best shape I've ever been training the least I ever have. Obviously it's specific and heavy, but like, you know, I think you really have to listen to your body and too many women just like I used to do is just get up exhausted and just be, I have to train. I have to train. Yeah. I just have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was that more is better mentality. Like more is going to get me to where I want to go. And mm. it's empowering when you need to do less, like the, the less stress you put on your body, the better. Um, mm. you, you want it to be targeted stress. Mm, I think, you know, t- listen to your body and take that rest if you need sleep. Like I used to just cut my sleep short to get up and exercise, but now I just, I mean, I don't even have an alarm now. I mean, I'm lucky I don't have kids. I should, yeah. there's a lot of women that have kids that will be like, oh, kitty, I don't have that luxury, <laughs> which of course, right. yeah. <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah. Don't go and- I, I'm the same way. I'm not there yet. So I, I sleep in too. <laughs> yeah, there's all the mums we listen to just going, Are you guys, like you have no idea. I just admire I admire the mums in our program. I'm just like, oh, you guys are incredible. You know, I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. But oh look, thank you so much for coming on. Um and if you don't follow Jess, go onto her um onto Instagram. Her she's Jess Ash Wellness and she shares like the best content ever. Um heaps of awesome Ray Pete stuff. Um thank I don't you. do you have a Facebook page? I've never really seen um, Instagram yeah, I don't really, I'm not super active on Facebook. It's yeah. mostly Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to get you to come on again. You know, maybe we could talk yeah, about some other stuff like digestion and, you know, like why, you know, get away from those bloody green vegetables and nuts and seeds. Just, there's lots of other topics that we um, we could talk about. But, yeah, head over to her page and um, give her a follow. You'll just learn heaps from the awesome content um, that she posts. And you do some really good Q&As too, actually. Yeah, once a week on Wednesday yeah. nights. So, yeah. so your Wednesday yeah. night, so it'll be up morning for us, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, they're always posted on YouTube afterwards. So if, mm-hmm. if you want to go back and watch them, they're there. Oh, okay, awesome. What's your YouTube channel? Uh, Jessica Ash Wellness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. everything's Jessica right. Ash Wellness. Yeah, okay, awesome. Well, thanks again. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure everyone will be like, I'll oh, get her on again. She was, um, 
She was awesome and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much, Kitty. Bye.